when we fall into sin, Satan knows. Satan recognizes who is smart, who is wise, and who is foolish. And he'll go after the fools to to catch them uh, in their ego, in their pride, uh, in their disobedience. And so he'll go after them. And uh, God also knows, as we see in God's Word, who are wise and who are foolish. And so before God, we need to be wise. Before the enemy, we should be wise so we can avoid the snares of the enemy. And uh, when it comes to man, we may appear like we're fools because we're not uh, talking back and we're not um, manipulating, we're not using the ways of uh, foolish people. So in front of their eyes, in front of fools, we may look like a fool, which is a good thing. Because they don't have the wisdom to see that what we're doing is actually saving our souls and also leading us to walk on a higher plane. But when people try to show themselves wise in the eyes of fools, and speak what they shouldn't speak, sin. At that point, they open themselves up for a big disaster. When people act like they know, and they don't know, they're falling into the trap of the enemy. But then they are fools in the eyes of God and in the eyes of Satan. Because only a fool will forsake the ways of the living God, forsake the commandments of God, and walk in his folly. And so the fear of the Lord will keep us from foolishness. And uh, we see in God's word that those who are wise will fear the Lord and depart from evil. Those who are wise will see evil far away and will hide themselves. But the simple, they pass on and they're punished. So, refusing to listen to counsel. And I've said this many, many times to many passages in the Bible. If Satan wants to destroy a believer, if Satan wants to destroy a family, if Satan wants to place someone in a curse, perpetual curse, he will raise them up against God's servants. He'll do that. He'll bring all kinds of things to them because he actually sees a fertile ground there. He sees foolishness there. So he sees rebellion. He sees self. He sees evil in there. That ground is really fertile for wickedness to be planted. And so he will come. It is important. Same thing with the disobedience to the word of God. When the word of God comes, it is important. The truth that you already know when you go against it, when you violate your conscience, know that at that point. You are fool. There's no question about it. Because when you know that this is death then you make that choice anyway, at that point you are a fool. And that's why 
we always see these two categories in God's word. The wise and the foolish. Those are on the Lord's side. Those are not on the Lord's side. And those who are choosing life and those who are choosing death. Those who will be taken when Jesus comes and those who will be forsaken when um, Jesus comes. So we have to be on the side of the wise. The wise who are on God's side. The wise are those who are humble. The wise are those who listen to instruction. The wise are those who are full of faith. The wise are those who know how to follow. The wise are those who know how to submit. The wise are those who know how to lay down their lives. The wise are those who know how to forsake all and follow Christ. The wise are those who will inherit all things through Jesus Christ. So these are the things that we have to understand, understand and be very careful. Because the ways of a man are before the Lord, the Bible says, it's before the Lord. Whatever we speak, whatever we think, whatever we allow in our hearts, they're all weighed by God. Understand this, it's very important. They're weighed by God. They go in God's balance. They're weighed by God. How is it weighed? Your words against God's word. Your thoughts against His thoughts. Your thoughts for Him or against Him. Are your thoughts in line with His, in line with his word or is it against His word? Our actions are they for Him or against Him? We have to be very careful that we stand with God. But we're on the Lord's side. We're not counted as fools. Go on the opposite side. And then make ourselves as God's enemy. And then God starts fighting against him. Those who fight against him, what will happen at that point? All kinds of curse will come. From leanness in the soul to God striking the body, to God striking the children, to God striking the generation, to God striking the finances, to God striking everything will happen. When the curse from God comes, these things will happen. When the blessing of the Lord comes, the soul will prosper, the body will prosper, the mind will prosper, the finances will prosper, the children will prosper. In the midst of whatever Satan will try, we'll see. Big difference. When Satan comes to afflict, it's very different because in the midst of the affliction of Satan, those who are wise and those who are on the Lord's side will continue to thrive. That means they're unstoppable. No matter what happens, they will continue to multiply. They will continue to increase. They will continue to bear fruit. They will continue to have many testimonies. Through all of it, their seed will become mighty and they will inherit the earth. 
is a prophecy. God is speaking at this hour. The seed will become mighty and they will inherit the earth. Their seed will become mighty and they will inherit the earth. But the opposite goes for those who turn against God, grieve the Holy Spirit. So we have to be careful. For God's people, Satan tries to rob, but God tries to not add, multiply. Whatever Satan to God takes it from him and multiplies it in an exponential manner and he gives it to God's people. But when a curse from God comes, whatever even blessing should come, there'll be a fight and a struggle. It won't even come near. It'll be like holes in the pocket. It'll be sorrow after sorrow after sorrow. They've never ended. They're going in circles. We have to be very careful that the curse that Jesus bore on the cross of Calvary for us should not be in vain. Because after he bearing the cross and the curse that we should bear upon himself, out of the evil and the wickedness of one's own heart, a born-again believer should not inherit God's curse. There's a, there's a very deep topic, a vast topic, a very true topic. Many Christians live in curse and they die in that curse. And the inheritance they leave, the generation will be a generation curse where the children and their children and their children will bear the burden and the heaviness because of what they did. The children are righteous and they walk in the righteous way of God. They can come out of that curse. When they prove themselves to be worthy of it. But many times, it's the opposite. Like I've said many, many, many times in God's Word, that we see that whatever happens in the families, you can actually see a reflection of yourself in them. That's the truth. Children are a reflection of the parents. Many times people say, I don't know how my son is so stubborn and how my daughter is so stubborn. And I... The truth is, they're very stubborn. I don't know how my children are like this. I don't know how they talk back and how, I don't know how they're so rebellious. And now the truth is, the parents are like that. It's a spirit. Many times, the eyes of the parents are blinded to how they are. Many times, what is happening in them will happen in their children because of the same spirit. It will happen in their grandchildren. It's the same spirit. 
the word of caution from the Spirit of the Lord here is, you need to be a person who will transfer blessings to your children and to their children and not pass generational curses. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. If you grieve the Holy Spirit, you saw from Isaiah, that means you are turning against Him. When you turn against Him, if He's past that you have become His enemy, He will fight against you. He will fight against everything you do. Because when you are His enemy, whatever you do, you are actually fighting against Him. Whatever you do is going to represent the enemy. More traitors in the kingdom of God. The fear of the Lord has to be upon every believer. The fear of the Lord has to be upon every believer to keep themselves from the curse of God. Having brought out a bondage shouldn't bring yourself under bondage. The fear of God is necessary to keep a person from falling. Presumptuous sin is something every believer should flee. After knowing the goodness of God and the severity of God, every believer should be very careful when it comes to presumptuous sin. Our mouth can either be a fountain of life or a fountain of death. Understand this. Your mouth can be a fountain of life or a fountain of death. What you speak is very important. Your mind can be a storehouse of wealth or a storehouse of worms. God is speaking at this hour. Your mind can be a storehouse of wealth or a storehouse of worms. You let ungodly thoughts in. You let an intruder in and partner with him. He will destroy you. He will make sure he will destroy you, your children, your generation, your soul, their soul. He looks for a fool. Satan looks for fools who will partner with him. Only those who don't have the wisdom will partner with Satan. So don't be a fool. The Bible says, don't be a fool. Depart from evil. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise. God is speaking at this hour. Be wise. Anytime the enemy comes, smart ones you see that run run away from that run towards the parents run towards the safe place but a fool like Eve did will stand there and talk with the intruder why? because the intruder says something that the 
fool wants to hear. There's a beast there. See, Satan cannot bring anything to a person in order for him to be successful. He has to find something in a person, be it a believer or an unbeliever, especially in a believer. The Bible says every man is man or a woman, that means, is pulled by whatever is inside of them. We can't say the devil made me do this. The devil cannot make anyone do anything. The devil can bring his stuff to you and see if you will get it. But if you have the desire for it, you will get it. But if you're smart enough to know that this is poison, he has a razor blade inside that cookie and he's giving it to you. You know that anything that comes from him is vile and it's detrimental for your soul. Then you will not get anything from the hands of Satan. But a fool will stand there and have a conversation. A fool will stand there and will entertain demonic thoughts. A fool will stand there and will entertain demonic speech and counsel. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, who stands not in the way of sinners, who sits not in the seat of the scornful, but is delight and is in the law of the Lord, and his law that he meditate day and night. I want to say, I want to say something very important here. This holy, the Holy Spirit wants me to say this. God spoke to us about this a few days ago, a few days ago, and God is bringing this again. If you are sick, if you are sick, then you can't really take anything that is good. But if you're healthy, you can. You will have an appetite for that which is good. When someone is spiritually not doing well, that's when. That's when your choices will go towards Satan. Those who trust in Satan, I'll say this again, those who trust in Satan will fall for Satan's snares. Those who trust in the Lord will stand against every bit of Satan's counsel and attacks. It's a deeper thing. Eve trusted in the serpent's speech and she stood there. Not only did she fall, she made her husband to fall. She made her entire generation to go into the curse of sickness and death. 
God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever you do, always know that there will be a consequence. And the consequence will not stop with one-time action. But the consequence will follow. Forgiveness from God is there, but the consequences for presumptuous sin will follow. The payment that you need to pay for your choices, you will have to pay. Remember that. The next time, when you think that you can easily do something, know this. Know this. The consequences of your sin will follow you. David was forgiven of his sins. But the consequences did not leave him. Murder happened in his generation. If he did something like this, you see, the height of immorality that ran in his family, what extent even Solomon's heart was after whatever he saw. His heart went after. Know that immorality is deadly. Deliberately you make choices. It will affect you your children and their children. Whatever choice you make, the consequences will be your generation will suffer and will be in a far greater bondage than you put yourself under and you put them so put them under. Anytime you become a slave, your generation will become a slave. It's very important. Don't do that which you shouldn't do. Consequences will be there. Consequences will be there. David killed another man's son by putting him in the front of the war. He was a fool to do that. A man who was wise once upon a time became a fool. What happened? What happened? His own son, Absalom, was killed. Many of his other sons were killed. Bloodshed was there in his generation after that. There was no peace. Did God forgive him? Yes. But did he have to face the consequence? Yes. We've heard this many, many times in our church. Many times. God is bringing to you again and again. When you deliberately sin, 
Satan will have a legal right to afflict you. The curse that comes as a result of that from God will be there because it's a payment for what you did. So be very careful. God forgive Adam and Eve. He cut the the lamb and he made animal skin, clothing out of animal skin, and he covered them. But did it take away the consequences? No. Were they still in the garden? No. Understand this. There are certain blessings and certain things that God will take away from you when you prove yourself to be disloyal to God and be gone. Those things won't come back. It will not come back. And they cry and roll upside down and stand on our heads and say, Lord, I repent. It will not come back. That God can give a plan B and He will restore. When I talk about restore, this restoration is not like the restoration of the righteous. Very different. What the enemy takes from the righteous and God restores, you'll see it. Shine like the sun. Very different. It's a big difference, like night and day. What the locust has eaten, what the canker worm has taken, God will restore, God says, and if you look at the scriptures, they'll say the army that God sent to devour, the locusts and the canker worms were sent by God because the children of Israel were so wicked. But then when they repented, God blesses them. And always remember, the perfect will of the Lord God Almighty is the most blessed place to be in. However, to be restored by God and to be blessed by God is the next best thing. Nobody should say, oh, I'll live in the curse. You can't, you can't bear that yoke. Neither should you put your generation under that yoke. God is speaking to our church this morning. Every word that comes from the mouth of God to the mouth of the servants of God, God will hold you accountable for every word that you hear. Don't take it lightly. Don't take your presumptuous sin lightly. Many times you won't even know why things are happening. Why there's a leanness in the soul. Why? Why things are going wrong in the family. Why things are going wrong in the body. Even that wisdom to seek the Lord will go. Asa was diseased in his feet. The wisdom to seek the Lord while God was there, while the prophets were there, was gone. He sought the physicians. That's how he died. He went after the physicians. Why? Because, because the wisdom was gone, he became a fool. Faith is gone. Don't let the enemy shipwreck your faith. Every believer in this church from go from should go from faith to faith. 
those who fear the Lord, none of their steps shall slide, the Bible says. It's when the fear of the Lord goes, there will be that sliding that takes place. So keep this right before you. It's important. It's very important. For many are called, few are chosen. How many times did Jesus say this? Many times. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. All those who are called, they all come. But only those who choose to enter in are the chosen ones. I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Many are called. Many are called. Even to this church, many are called. But those who truly enter in, those who truly choose to enter in, those who truly make that wise choice to enter in, are those who are chosen. I want to bring the same parable that the Spirit of the Lord brought to us a few days ago. He's bringing it to us again. When we hear messages repeat, it's a strong message that God is bringing to keep us, to keep our church, to keep you. Very important. It's amazing how many times God brings the same thing the following year. I was amazed a few weeks ago, Sunday when the Lord had me speak on Zacchaeus. After I came home, Elizabeth said, Mommy, she said, last year, the same Sunday, you spoke on Zacchaeus. This is not the first time. The people who have told me this before. And the same thing happened a few weeks ago also. Tuesday Bible study. They said, a year ago, the same Tuesday, the same section, the same verses. Same thing with the parable and the sower too. Parable of the seed and sower happened also recently. This is a prophetic church where God has placed the prophetic anointing of God in a very strong way. And the pastors of God is placed over here. When the word of God comes, it comes from the mouth of God to the people. Why? Because he loves God's people. He loves the people here. He wants to protect them. He wants to grow them in the ways of the Lord. And we can take it or we can throw it away. You know how there are kids, when you give them healthy meal, some kids, a lot of times many, they do this. They will go for ice cream. They will go for chips. They'll go for all the things that can make them get sick. If it's not healthy. You can make your own healthy chips and healthy ice cream. I'm not talking about that. But that's whatever is out there. Loaded with artificial garbage to destroy a person's body. Loaded with sugar. That which destroys a person's body. 
they won't want to eat the vegetables. They won't want to eat what is good. That time they call themselves picky eaters and they take pride in it. Something's wrong. They go after all the unhealthy stuff. So when the parents come and give them good parents who don't eat junk themselves. When the parents give them good food, they're not going to eat that. They want everything that's unhealthy. I should see this in in the public school while I was working. There. Lunchtime when you walk, you'll see how many kids will throw the fruits in the garbage can. How many kids will just throw the milk carton just not even opened in the garbage can. They'll be sitting and eating cookies. They'll eat that which is not good. No wonder. Body's full of allergies. No wonder. Immune system is gone. No wonder. Stomach is gone. No wonder ADD, ADHD, all kinds of things. They're not able to focus on the classroom. No wonder they're aggressive. All kinds of things happen. Same thing goes for the soul. God gives a balanced diet that will cause a person's soul to grow strong. There are people who say, Ah, I want to hear what I want to hear. And I want to hear what makes me happy. I don't, why should I, why should I meditate on this? Why should I do what the pastor says? Why? Why should we just listen to this? Why can't we do other things? Oh, at that point they become fools before God and fools before Satan because Satan is conversating with them at that point. Why should I have to meditate? Why do you have to eat the food that the shepherd gives? Why? Just go all around. Just go wherever. I lead you. That's what serpent was saying. Why do you have to do what God tells you to do? It's not even what God tells you not to do. What God tells you to do. What God told Adam to do was, don't go there. That's what he told him to do. Whatever God tells us, we have to be. It is profitable for our souls. It will keep us from spiritually getting sick. It will keep us from spiritually getting sick. So the word that God has given to us will help us, will build us up, will cause us to prosper before Him, will keep us from falling, uh, develop the spiritual immune system really well. So when the enemy tries to attack, these are the ones who vehemently oppose the enemy, who will not stand even for a second, who will not give, who will not stand even for a second before the enemy, in front of the enemy, to even listen to what the enemy says. The moment they recognize the voice of the stranger, they depart from the stranger. They hide themselves in the Word of God. And they 
invite that stranger through the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Very important. Satan is like a leech and worse than a leech. You give him room, he'll take the life out of you. He'll take the life out of you. Satan is like a tick. You know the deer tick? You let it stay in your body. You let it land on you. You can take the tick off after some time, but you end up with some disease. And many people, that consequence stays for a long time. Never toy with sin. Never think that. I can give myself over to this and tomorrow I will repent. Never think that you know more than God, more than the servants of God, God is placed over you. I want to emphasize that, that over you is the key word. God has placed someone over you. Obviously, they know way more than you. And the moment you think that you know more than them, you exhibit or manifest your foolishness before God, before Satan, and before them. It's important to know that when the enemy brings those thoughts, don't pardon it. Because he wants to make you a fool. Only the wise will enter in. Only the wise will enter in. Satan will try to appeal to the ego of a person when the ego is seen by Satan. We call that foolishness. Satan will appeal to the pride of a person when the pride is seen. You call that foolishness. When Satan visibly sees foolishness upon a person, he say, hey, this is a good candidate for me to drag down. He will place his curse on you. And when you turn against God, God will place his curse on you. Well, that's not a pleasant sight. That life is not going to be easy in any way. And all the blessings will go around and it won't be upon. You have to be very careful. The blessing that comes from God is bound to build our bodies, our minds, our souls, our spirits, our families. Adam had to till the ground. He had to work with the sweat that comes from his body. That means he had to really work hard. He didn't have to do that before. He lost his garden. And you see, death came, the sickness came. Eve had to bear children with tremendous pain. All those things happened. You see how Cain turned out to be. Not only did he kill his brother, he also inherited a curse from God. All these things never happened before. 
it all happens after eve and adam chose to partner with satan and turn against the living god they broke the covenant with god and they were forgiven certain things were taken out because they were no longer trustworthy taken out of their hands garden was taken out life was taken out they inherited death now innocence was gone satan took those out satan comes to steal kill and destroy he stole the garden from adam and he he stole the blessings that god gave god gave that garden into his hand and gave that responsibility to bless adam but adam foolishly forfeited that it's all gone nowhere to be found imagine if god put an angel there so no one enters into the garden imagine that this was adam and eve people who walked with god during the cool of the day they had the privilege it's no more the same forgiven by god but now they have to prove themselves worthy now they have to work with the consequences they have they can be blessed after this they can finish well david finished well but always remember the consequences were there before him all the days of his life he heard what was happening a man who was upon the throne could have lived in peace but he walked with absalom chasing after him after all there should not have been anyone coming after david and david should not have had to wonder the guy who wandered before before it was from a king but now it's from his own son you see that you see that don't take sin lightly don't take rebellion lightly consequences will be too much to bear when you turn to god god will deliver you from them all when you cry out to him he's so loving but you give your keys to satan satan will play the maximum with you against you and take the maximum out of you god will restore but always it's better to be in God's plan A. Or when you have to go in plan B because you did foolish things. You should repent. God will put you in his plan B, but make sure you don't play games there. Make sure you stay in that plan B that God has for you and finish well like how David did. Yes, you will have to face the consequences. Yes. Many many times you'll see yourself in your children. Many times it'll happen. Many times you will face your own sin. If the consequences are meant to be. So that you don't do it again. You give access to the enemy. 
the enemy will take things in his hands and take it far. God is speaking to our hearts today. He's warning so that you don't take the commandments of God lightly. Don't take the grace of God lightly. If you want to live well, if you want to end well, then be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Don't be a fool. Be wise before God. Satan should know there's a wise person, there's a wise woman, there's a wise man. I can't. Trick him. He should really, really try hard to see how he can trick him, yet not be able to. That's how he should be. When your trust is in God, when you're smart, any thought that the enemy brings will be militant against it, not partner with it. When you partner with it, you know you're a fool. You already had a base and that's why he was able to bring this to you. God can't trust such people. He cannot. It is important for every believer to identify the snares of Satan. The snares that Satan brought and the base that you had for those snares to be brought before you, for you to manifest your foolishness and fall into it. Now you need to know. You need to work on those areas so that you never repeat that ever again. Consequences will be there. Will be there. Every single person is responsible for their lives and for the future. But with the consequences, oh Adam had to work hard. Eve had to go through. But God blesses after that the fruit of the womb. So the consequences will be there. But when you turn to the Lord, God's blessing will come also. But staying in plan A, God's plan A, which is the perfect will of God, but you are on point with God through and through, is the best thing. Where you won't have the consequence of sin, but you'll have blessings throughout. You'll have the attacks of the enemy. But you have heaven by your side. You'll be basking in the presence of God. You'll be like Shad, Rukmishik, and Abednego. Yes, seven times harder. Yeah, in front of the whole nation, these three Hebrew young men are mocked and counted as rebels, and they're thrown into the fire, and they're under the wrath of the king and the wrath of the nation. Oh, but they were wise in the sight of God. The Son of God came down. He was with them in that fiery furnace. What a testimony! The king and all those who were around him, all of them got to see that. That's the glory of it. The byproduct of that is glory, 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 glory. The righteous suffer, the wicked suffer. The righteous suffer because it's a battle where the enemy comes. And the suffering of the righteous ends in glory. The wicked suffer because they give room to the devil to steal, kill and destroy. And the end is tragedy, destruction. But those of you who know that 
you have fallen or you had fallen or you had lost the blessings of God or you have gained a curse from God due to presumptuous sin, the leanness the soul there's a struggle that always has to be there which is there know that there is hope when you turn to God and not repeat your folly consequences will be there make sure that fertile ground is not there anymore make sure you do what you should do so that you can escape all the snares of the enemy. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. All those who came to the wilderness, they all all of them had faith at one point. That's why they actually escaped the angel of death that came. They all ate the bitter herbs. They all packed everything in haste. They did exactly what Moses said. That's why they were all safe then, a lot of them were fools in their hearts because they let unbelief distrust unbelief they didn't trust the living God suddenly they thought what is this Oh, he said that we have this and we'll have that and look at this. What are we having? They all thought they'll be in the promised land in two days. Oh, their faith had to be tested. Who they really were had to be brought out in the wilderness. God gave them many chances so that they can enter the promised land. That's how good our God is. Why did God have even Moses there for 40 years? Because these people. Why? Because he loved those stiff-necked and rebellious people. The Bible says for 40 years he bore with them, yet these people were so wicked that they chose not to enter the promised land and died in the wilderness. What a tragedy. God bears with the rebellious for long because he gives them another chance another chance another chance hoping that they will inherit the blessing that God has for them even those whom the serpent bit in the wilderness God made a way for them to look at the bronze serpent and live See the consequence they have to face? 
they lived. But even after they escaped that, they died in the wilderness. Because they chose not to consistently follow God. Very important. Consistency is the key to life. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's not going to receive anything from God, the Bible says. Consistency is the key. You should be quick to jump on God's side if you want to be blessed. You should be quick to obey and follow if you want to live. I want to close with this this morning as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When God gives the way of life, when God gives His word in season, take it and live by it. God wants you to live. 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 God doesn't want you to die. God wants you to live. God wants your generation to live, not die. That's why he bore with the children of Israel for that long in the wilderness. They had so many miracles to strengthen their faith. Then they had a part to play. Let not your heart be hardened by any deceitfulness of sin. Make sure you remove all the rocky areas in your life. Make sure. Make sure. Otherwise, those rocks that you allow in your life will kill your soul, will choke your plant. take the life out of you. Whatever was the downfall, whatever was the cause for the downfall, I should say, make sure you thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly deal with it. Remove everything out of your life. Remove everything out of your life. Whatever is hindering your walk with God, Whatever is keeping you at a state of spiritual stubbornness and pride. Whatever is causing you to be further, a further place. Where as soon as Satan sees that, he says, Ah, I can come here and I can use this person against God. Very scary place to be in. That's the reality. Many times in the lives of many Christians. They partner with Satan and they turn against the living God. And God turns against them and fights against them. Be careful. Don't have the base that Satan is looking for. You know where there's a lot of garbage he flies? That's what the Holy Spirit is showing me. If your heart has that that Satan is looking for, you'll have a lot of flies on his soul. 
You see all the uncleanness. You have rats there. Where you have rats, you have snakes there. A habitation for unclean spirits to come into you, into your life, into your family. You're rebellious before God. Your children will be rebellious before God. You are self-centered. Your children will be self-centered. You are me-centered. Your children will be me-centered. Same spirit. You don't have to blame anyone other than yourself. If you're proud, your children will be proud. You're rebellious. Your children will be rebellious. That's how it goes. But if you're righteous before God, your children will be righteous. If your mouth is loose, your children's mouth will be loose. If you're immoral, your children will turn out to be immoral. If you're a person given over to anger, your children will also be given over to anger. Guess who transfers all those curses to your own children that you say that you love? It's you. Always know that your children are a reflection of you. No other way. No other way. You don't have to even think about where is this coming from. Your children are a reflection of you. Both parents. Understand this. You think that where the child has no fear of God. And my son is like this, or my daughter is like this, or they have no fear of God and they're doing like this. Guess what? You're like that. Really think about yourself. And see, what is in you? Go to God for that. Presumptuous sin comes in, you will have to work harder. When presumptuous sin comes in, you will have to pay for it. There's no easy way out. Oh Lord, forgive me. And and somehow magically it will be taken away from my generation. No. Well, you made your choice. Now you have to eat the fruit of it. Now while you have to eat the bitter fruit, God provides a way out where while eating the bitter fruit, while you make the payment for it, you can choose life and change your direction. God is speaking to our hearts today. For every action, there is a consequence. Remember that. Yes, Jesus forgives. He takes away all our sins. But know this. For sure, the wages of sin is death. Jesus came and he died for us so that we don't have to. To earn those wages, the curses of sin. So what he bore on his body and what he bore on the cross, let it stay there. You don't partner with sin and make what Jesus did of no effect in your life. That's what happens with believers. Every time they partner with Satan, they're making the depth of Christ in their bodies, in their families, in their generation of no effect. What Jesus did is very powerful, but you know it won't work in your life because you block it. Don't do that. By your death I gain life, by your stripes I am healed. 
You paid the price for me. Jesus did. So that you don't have to bear what he bore already. So don't go to the other side. And take what you shouldn't take upon his what Jesus took upon his body 2,000 years ago. God wants to set you free. God wants to set your generation free. God wants you to live a life of fruitfulness. The quicker you obey, the wandering days will come to an end. There's a prophecy God is speaking of this hour. The quicker you obey, you wise up. God will bring your wandering days to an end. The longer you take, the more deeper you'll go into the grips of Satan. Whatever it may be, God is speaking to you this hour, whatever it may be. To put yourself and your generation under the curse of God and the bondage of Satan. So as we close eyes and look to the Lord at this hour, tell the Lord, Lord, I give myself to you. No more. No more. To wonder. I don't want to be where I am. I surrender wholly to the Lamb. I surrender wholly to the Lamb. Lord, I surrender, wholly surrender to you. No more to wander away from you. Lord, I surrender, wholly surrender to you. No more to wander away from you. I don't want to be where I am. I don't want to be where I am. I surrender wholly to the land. I surrender wholly to the land. I surrender wholly to the land. Pick me up. Pick me up from where I am. Lift me up, lift me up to where you are. Place me by your side. Hold me by your side. Keep me by your side. Close by your side. By your side. Oh, Jesus. Of Nazareth, my Redeemer and the love of my soul, the one, the only one for whom I live for, the one whom I serve, with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. The one whose I am. I come before you at this hour. 
bring your people before you, Father. As you have spoken this morning, I pray that the word that you have released upon this house of God may be devoured by your people and not by the enemy in the name of Jesus. That every single person who has heard this word may take to heart every bit of what God has spoken to them so that they can live by it. For you have said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As what you have spoken this morning has proceeded out of the mouth of God. May your people devour this word that you have spoken. May they live. May they live. May they live. May they live by it, Father. May they live by it, Father. May they live by it, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I surrender. Holy surrender to you. While I sing the song, the Spirit of the Lord wants you to enter into a state of surrender. Enter into a state of surrender. Enter into a state of surrender. If you want to see anything God has spoken this year to be fulfilled in your life, it's not too late. You can become a partaker of it. But you need to enter into a state of surrender, which means stop partnering with Satan because he's destroying you. He's destroyed enough. Don't let him destroy anymore. Lord, I surrender, holy surrender to you. No more to wander away from you. Lord, I surrender. Holy surrender to you. No more to wander away from you. I don't want to be where I am. I don't want to be where I am. I surrender wholly to the land. Yeah. I surrender wholly to the land. Pick me up, pick me up from where I am. Jesus, lift me up, lift me up to where you are. Place me by your side. Hold me by your side. Keep me by your side. Close by your side. By your side. Teach me, Lord, to do your will. Take me into your glory realm. Cause your face to shine on me And I will always shine for you Teach me, Lord, to do your will Take me into your glory realm Cause your face 
to shine on me and I will always shine for you I don't want to be where I am I don't want to be where I am I surrender wholly to the Lamb I surrender wholly to the Lamb I surrender wholly to the Lamb God is teaching you Every morning He's teaching you on Tuesdays Evenings He's teaching you on Sundays To take you into the glory realm To take you into the glory realm To take you into the glory realm Hallelujah God wants to transform your life God wants to change your life God wants to change your generation God wants to see His work accomplished in you And through you And through your generation You need to shape up You need to come to a place of total surrender Total surrender means total surrender Your mouth has to be surrendered to God Your eyes must be surrendered to God Your mind must be surrendered to God Your emotions must be surrendered to God Your feet must be surrendered to God Your hands must be surrendered to God Every part of your being must be surrendered to God Which means No more partnering with Lucifer Don't partner with Satan When he comes to you Every part of you should be hostile towards him should be hostile towards him If you have hot boiling water Whatever comes near it An ant or fly Or a scorpion or a snake Whatever it is It's going to move far away from it Where there's heat No unclean things No demon can come near If you are hot No Satan can come near you It'll just run Jesus was hot Not lukewarm or cold He was hot So every time the enemy tried to come and tempt him He had to run He had to run Those who are hot Are a headache to Satan Those who are hot Will bring grief to the enemy We all need to bring grief to the enemy Otherwise he'll bring grief to you We need to bring joy to God And not grief to God When we bring grief to God We bring joy to Satan Which means Satan will bring grief to you Be simple Be straightforward Be trustworthy Be genuine Be selfless. Don't be self-centered. Don't give room to pride. Very easy. Doing all these things, very easy. You just let Jesus live in you. When your focus is not yourself, it's very easy. 
because these things don't matter at all. When your soul consumed with Jesus Christ, the things of the earth will grow strangely dim, strangely dim. There's no effect on it. There's no appeal from it. Satan came to Jesus. He ran away. Satan came to Eve. He stood there for a while until he dragged her down. And her husband down. And her generation down. Don't be the cause for the downfall of your soul, your children, your generation. Don't open your mouth and say that you love your children, you truly love your children. If you place generation curses upon them, upon your generation. If you truly love your children, live righteously. That's when you really show by action that you truly love them. You truly love God. Love, live righteously. That's when you really show God that you truly love Him. Talk means nothing if you don't have the fruit for that. Talk means nothing if your actions are opposite to that. Because what comes out of you determines your destiny and the destiny of your generation. If you have suffered from generation curse, make sure you don't put your children under the generation curse that comes because of you. Don't wonder why it's coming from, where it's coming from. When things go wrong, stop and look at your stuff. You have the answers right there. Align yourself with the will of God. Position yourself against the enemy. All will be well with you and your generation. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Thank you, Lord, we got to eat once more from the table of the king. We thank you for your mercies and for your generosity. For your great kindness that you show for your people, this house of God. Lord, you must love these people so much. You must love our church so much. That you're giving them such abundant rich food and the medicine that they need to make them well so that you can bless them to the overflow. So I ask you, Lord, at this hour that they may have eyes to see and ears to hear, minds to understand and hearts to obey, that they may inherit all things through Jesus Christ, that every blessing that you give to them through this Word of God, the spoken Word of God, the written Word of God. I pray, Father, may it profit their souls and their focus may be Jesus and not themselves. Thank you, Father, for doing this. As you serve in standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, 
according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless you people this morning. With this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may be fruitful. That they may prosper in all that they do. That they may not bring grief to you, Father. But they may bring grief to the enemy. That they may bring joy to you, Lord. They may not inherit any curse from you, but they may inherit blessings from your hands. That none of you people who are here this morning, part of this church, may have their names taken out from the Lamb's Book of Life, that every single person's name may be etched there permanently forever by keeping their covenant with you. With this blessing and bless your people. That they may abound in every good work. That they may be blessed in their spirits, in their bodies, in their souls, in their minds, in their finances, in their marriages, in their families, in their going out, in their coming, in their food, in their water. Those around them may know that these are yours, my Father. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' most precious name. In Jesus' most magnificent name. In Jesus' most victorious name. In Jesus' most compassionate name. In Jesus' most powerful name. I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have a few minutes of prayer. The Lord has spoken to you. Just give yourself over to the Lord and to the Word of God that God has given. And you can go ahead and pray. It's okay. If it's late, is important. Nobody goes to the hospital and you are in the surgery room and on the operating table and the doctor sees something and the surgery is getting delayed and you don't